Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Sorry What podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I have one of my favorite guests back on the show. I got him for a round two. I've got Eloy on, on air with me. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. This is so exciting. <laughs> I have such like the most awkward setup right now because I ha- can't like, I'm trying not to look at you on my computer screen, but like look at you on my phone so then it doesn't look weird just in case like I want to post a video of us doing this, you know? I know, I know. And you're going to get like my weird green screen background and then all the horror stuff. And also you're going to get that rooster. Did you hear it? There's like a rooster that like shares a wall with our bedroom sliding window and it's so annoying. It's like, it goes off at all times of the day. Oh my God. Did you hear it? Yes. Oh my yeah. God. I didn't realize. I just thought that was George making it will, noise. <laughs> it will eventually stop. It normally goes for like a couple of minutes, maybe less, but it's just like, we've actually, this is bad, but we've looked into like seeing like what the legalities are for having roosters and chickens. They actually are breaking some rules. So we're like figuring out what ways we should go oh around God, getting Karen, them. Karen, you're know. calling the cops on the, <laughs> on the fucking turkey or whatever. What is it? A rooster? We would never call the cops, but we, um, <laughs> no, we just like looked into seeing like more like animal control and like how many, cause there's like limits on how many chickens they can have and how many roosters they can have within a certain amount of like feet. Oh my God. That's like, that's like the third member of this podcast right now is that <laughs> I, I like, that is so funny and very unfortunate that that is happening. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of your new neighbor, why don't you tell the, the fans where you're at and what you're doing right now? It's exciting. Yeah. So in uh, j- the day before the new year on New Year's Eve in 2020, George and I moved to LA with our friend Kat and uh, we've been not living- only their friend, their officiant. Yes, I'm just got a flexer as much as we yeah. can. You know? <laughs> you're right. You're right. She did marry us as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, we've been living here since New Year's Eve, and it's been weird because, like, well, so how much time do we have? Like, story time? No, we have time. This can okay, always okay. be a two-parter if need be. Okay, awesome. So the day that <laughs> I'm just gonna open my white claw. Are you oh, drinking? Hell yeah, I've been drinking since like oh, noon. Oh, thank God. Okay, well. <laughs> ASMR, you know, cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cheers to you. So the day that we were moving, I drove the U-Haul and George drove the Jeep. And I, <laughs> you've lived with me and George. Yes. And you spent plenty of time with George. And you know that George has a bit of a history with getting into car accidents. Yes. So it's not unfair that I was like, okay, I will drive the U-Haul. It was that, I actually wondered why you chose that because- Although historically George is the one who gets in the most car accidents, he's also the one who drives the most. So that's kind of why I was like, oh, I'm surprised, but I didn't even think about the fact that he's typically teaser the liability. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. So I I mean it really wasn't that bad. I mean, there was moments on the freeway where I was like a little bit nervous. Um, but overall it was it was fine. And there was even a moment. So like I was probably like an exit away from where I was supposed to go to finally get to our place. And I remember telling myself like, all right, you've got like three, you've got like three miles left. Right. You're good. You've made it this far. You've had some moments on the freeway where it got really windy and your U-Haul kind of shook a bit. It was a little scary, but like, you're going to be good. You're almost there. So as we're pulling, I'm pulling in and George was still like, maybe like, like 10 minutes behind me and I'm pulling in go down like the little driveway and where we live and it's really narrow and I'm like looking and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself like this feels more narrow than I remember and I see our apartment it's the last one on the right hand side and I'm like okay here we go and I just feel like 
the, all of the force in the world just like shook the truck back. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I literally like, I had no idea what happened. I thought I hit like an insane speed bump or I thought I just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so I like, it jerks me back. And then I like look down for a bit and then I look up and then I see Kat just like running out of the apartment, like, oh fuck. And I was like, oh fuck, I did something bad. And so I like kind of reversed a bit. And then like, basically it was out of my sight, like my line of vision. But by the time that I reversed, I could see that the corner of the truck. So it's the piece that like hangs over where you actually drive like the trailer part. Um, I definitely smacked the fuck out of someone's uh, balcony <laughs> and completely like damaged an entire chunk of that balcony. I'll send you a picture so you can like include it in the, um... right. No, please do. So we can tell the fans, but it was, what was so funny. So obviously I wasted no time to go visit mm-hmm. Eloy and George and Kat. Like I literally think you would have been there for maybe two weeks before I yeah. showed up. Yeah. Um, of course. And so when I got there, Eloy was like, Hey, so like, I got to, I, <laughs> I want to see if you like notice this. So he like tells me this story without like saying what he hit. He was just like, Oh yeah. I like, I hit something, you know? And then I turned the corner and I'm like, Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, please tell me that's not what you hit. Like, please tell me that's not the thing. And you're like, Oh yeah, it is. And I was like, Oh, <gasps> Yeah, oh, no. it sucked. So like we, I do owe money on the thing and that's like a whole other issue. I actually haven't been contacted by the truck company, like, which I think is weird. It's been like almost two months. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's weird too. So I'm going to just hope that nothing ever happens with that. But that was like one way to really move in and end the year with a bang, literally. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> Banging your way into 2021, baby. I know. <laughs> and then since then, George went back for a couple weeks, like, a couple of days after we got here to finish working some things in Sonoma County. And I stayed doing the morning show at the radio show or the radio station I was at was basically doing everything remotely. And we knew that I was going to eventually transition out. We thought there would be some opportunity for me to like stay tracking weekends and stuff, which didn't right. happen. Um, but it's now so it's, I know it's kind of annoying, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're sort of just in that situation where like, we're both technically unemployed. I, haven't told you this yet, but I'd had, so I told you I had my interviews. Yes. yes. And then I got contacted yesterday, um, after I had to send in some like other requirement for one of the jobs and, um, I didn't get the TikTok one, but the, I know they, I was like, I'm too old for this shit anyways. Um, (laughs) but the other one, I had to write this like blog post and, I was like, oh, yeah. not sure what they were going to say. Cause they said, they let me know by the end of this week, but they emailed me yesterday saying to email like the other person who was on the interview for like the next steps. So fingers <gasps> That's crossed. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. You guys, yeah. Eloy's available uh, for jobs. And Absolutely. Um, so if you have one, he's a great worker, very fun, very cute. Good eye candy for your zoom calls. I'm just saying. Exactly. It's like we sometimes it's all about every looks. option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. And I just, I, you know, I know I've said this to you a bunch of times, but like, I, for the fans, if anyone's considering this, I know it was a very scary thing to just like pack up and move and without a job and all this stuff. But like, I could not be more proud of you for making this decision. I completely understand the difficulties there, but like, I just, we have talked about living in LA the entire duration of our friendship. Like since the day we met, this was pretty much, yeah. We're going to live in LA. We're going to live in LA. And I'm like, you have to do it. Like you have to go live this dream. And like, that's not to say I'm not going to show up one day too. <laughs> I'm not sure how far you Gosh. are on explaining everything. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't done, I have not done um, the episode where I spill all the tea, but it will be, 
it will be out probably <laughs> after this one. I'm going to let, I'm going to let us like transition me into talking about what's happening, but it I'm also, it's, it, it's like, deserving of its own like content it is, and its it own. Is, yeah. Yes. It's going to be, you know, tears will be shed. People are already starting to figure it out though, because we got the sluice. I mean, when you post on Valentine's Day, my favorite thing is self-love. I think you're sending a message that um, shits hit the fan. And, and baby, let me tell you, message received. Mess- <laughs> that was my, I would argue that's my first thirst trap. It was a I thirst posted. trap. And it was a thirst trap in multiple ways because it was like, first of all, she looks hot as fuck. And then on top of that, it was like, I'm thirsty for more information. <laughs> And then I was harsh. I actually, yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of life changes going on and back to Eloy making his big one. But anyways, I'm just so proud of you because I know that's just like not like an easy call to make. And I just think that this is such a new adventure. And obviously it's, it comes with this hard parts of not having a job, but I just think that this was completely the right move. And I think everybody should try something that they're not comfortable, like step out of your comfort zone a few times, you know, like that's how I feel about, obviously this is a joke I like to make to my dad, which will make a lot more sense when I explain more too, is that like, I love to take, um, very, uh, financial big risks. I think all of my risks come with a lot of money attached to them. And, you know, Oregon was that. And I, Hey, sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't, but everything's like a really great learning experience and I'm thrilled. And, you know, I just, I need more reasons to come down to LA. I was just cracking up that I didn't even let you guys settle. And I was like, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're always welcome over. I'm, I no, I'm super excited. I'm excited for you to have your whole, like new setup over there. make some content, do your thing. Like now we're both together in this, um, we're on the beach as the radio. Yes. That's the radio term for not being in on the air anymore. Is that yes. Your, and the weird the thing beach. is like, and I, and I know you can relate to this too. Like it's such a strange um, vacation. So I would say since we're on the beach, like to be yeah. on when it's a decision that you made, like, I know the last time yeah. for you wasn't, but like the first time it was intentional, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's strange to do that because I think people will see what we do and be like, Oh, like what was going on? Or, were you not happy? And I think it's just, it's a number of things, number of factors, but we've talked about this before, but you know, for you and I, it's always been very much like, yes, of course we have like our career goals and we're very passionate mm-hmm. about that type of thing, but there's always been that thing looming over us. where like, if we don't take, take the opportunities to move out and venture out and see something new, like sometimes that can hurt just as bad as not, you know, getting the career opportunity. Um, and I, you, I mean, you've, you've taken the steps for that, you know, like I've stayed in Sonoma County my whole life. So um, not not now, bitch. Not now, but up we until, go. you know, up until that point. So it's just it, it was the weird. right call to make. Like it's hard to look back on your especially us. Like, you know, we're if you if fans of the podcast know that these two, the Eli and Ashley extravaganza pair, have dreamed of fame forever. So it's easy to look back and say, Oh, I wish I would have. I know this has come out of both of our mouths. Like, oh, I wish I would have moved to LA sooner. Like, I wish I would have done this internship or this. And it's like, but every choice that we made was the right one because it led us to this beautiful life. And there's so many things that wouldn't have happened if we would have made different decisions. And it's like, it's hard to live in the what ifs, but it's so important to like 
just look back and be so proud because both of us had the dream of being on air and we did that. And we both were on mornings, which is like the bad bitch creme de la creme of radio. Like that's the big mama spot. And like, we both did that and we excelled and we did great. And you know, like that's a huge accomplishment. And just because like radio was the dream and and that's not to say that obviously neither one of us will ever go back. I think if Sirius XM knew it was good for them, they would fully hire red carpet ready back with a very big paycheck. Cause that was the most iconic show of all time. Um, <laughs> I love how we talk about this, like the entire world knows and it's like, <laughs> like everybody who went to college with us and then people I don't that we understand make listen. <laughs> how everyone doesn't know about red carpet ready, the iconic college radio show turned podcast turned to two back to back week winning show of the week. Yeah. Whatever the hell phrase that is. Yeah, I stand by that. Okay, so what do you think it is? This is so optophic. This is nothing that we were going to talk about. But why do you think I can listen to a true crime podcast or watch a true crime documentary but not watch a, like, horror film? Cat hmm. kind of is the same way, too. I think that, like, I don't know. It's like there's nothing jumping. Like, you hate jump stuff. I do hate the jump stuff. I really hate the jump stuff. And like, it is still creepy and it's creepier because it's real, but I guess there's nothing like coming at you. There's no like loud music or there's, there's nothing really in a podcast unless it's like a story podcast. That's um, true. That's like, that's like signifying to you. Like I'm supposed to be scared right now. Did you listen to the serial podcast? Like I the didn't. first season? I didn't. That was like, I feel like that came out like when we were in college. Cause I remember people talking about it. Yes. Um, and I didn't really jump on like any sort of podcast train until like long after that. Oh my God. It used to crack me up actually speaking of that, that like, so Dre and I, we like at the end of the week, I'd put together like kind of our greatest hits, like just the best kind of like one liners and segments. And I like called that our podcast. And now that like, now that I'm a podcaster, like poo-poo on that, like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was not a podcast. <laughs> I tried to like play off. Like it was literally just a highlight reel. It was basically an air check. Like yeah. this is highlight reel of us talking. And I was like, oh my God, we also have a podcast. It's like, bitch, the fuck? <laughs> I just want people to know in case they find it now that I'm a professional podcaster that you know please you learned fast. well I was thinking about this too um because you had said that you know you won the award at work and mm-hmm. I don't know I know that you have but I don't know like how frequently like if someone's just listening for the first time or something um that obviously like we both don't work in radio capacity yeah, yeah, like, yeah we yeah. don't really do that and so like I think now that you don't work in a radio setting and that I probably won't in the near future. I mean, I would love to, but I don't know if it's going to happen right away. Um, I feel like this is sort of the thing that we do too, where it's like at home, like we just have sort of creativity sort of like stirring in our head. And if we're not putting something out, it feels like a waste of time or like wasted um, like skills. And so, you know, I think it's funny just like, this is not like, well, we haven't talked about this yet on on your podcast, but like, I'm going to start a podcast, hopefully. Yes, yes, so excited. And so like, that's something that I've always kind of wanted to do. But when I was working in radio, I would have been like, I don't know if I just like, I can't talk all day and then come home and do more of it. Like I'm, I was yeah. spent. So I think there's some blessings in a way of like not doing that because then you get to come home and like, this is your creative zone. Like this is where you sort of get to like let loose a bit. Podcasters are just washed up radio people <laughs> or radio people who didn't make it. And or I said be- what I or said. Ra- or radio people who somehow make more money than we did in radio. So 
fuck. Well, I make my own mistakes and I'll send you, I made a, I have a list. I sent one of my girlfriends who want to start a podcast of all the mistakes I've made so far. And I will send that over to you as well. And I'm so excited for your podcast. I can't wait to listen to it. I can't wait to invite myself on to be a guest. Yes. You to come back and tell everybody about, feel free. You can tell people or if you want to wait for your big announcement, you know. You know what? Why not give you like the exclusive? I'm, I feel like it's only (laughs) fair. I think it's only fair. I want the, uh, you're hearing it here first and I'm sorry, what? It's like a world exclusive. Um, I need to get sounders. Let me know if you have a guy who does that. I'm trying to find one. Well, I will. So, Maybe I won't say the title just yet, but the, yeah. the the basis of it is that, like, I will be, I don't know, I've always had that kind of, like, um, like stupid gay brain where I'm always like, <laughs> this song should have got more attention and this song should have got more love. And so I was like, why not, like, use, like, you know, put that all together. So shout out to one of the radio people, Chris Cruz, who made this really cool video about how to implement music into your podcast without, like, getting copyright infringements. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm going to be doing is like each week, I'm not sure if I want to do it like twice a week or once a week. I might start with once a week, but taking a song and basically explaining like what the song is um, and sort of breaking down like how it was produced, how it was promoted, like why or why it you know, didn't get enough attention mm-hmm. um, and sort of just giving like the merits of it about why the song is worthy of love. Um, and so I'll be doing that, but I have someone, I paid someone to make a theme song um that's right or it's just like theme music I guess it's not really a theme song and then uh one of our nieces is creating the logo so like I don't know I feel like do you ever feel like because it's your podcast you feel like you have to be like a Swiss army person and like have to do everything like I have to create the graphics I have to do this I have to do this and I'm like I hit a point where I was like I don't know how to produce music and I don't know that I'm going to be able to learn that in time so I'll just fucking pay someone to do it Um, no they actually because I've taken a few podcasts like seminars and that's one of the things that they talk about is they're like you and I think that's something I fall into a lot and the reason that like I I have waves of me not doing the podcast is I get so overwhelmed because it's like I make the graphics obviously I write the content I'm editing it and I do have you know, an additional job to do and I get tired and like, that's where you lose it. So that's something that they talked about in the thing was like trying to outsource because it'll make you like better. So I definitely, I feel like it's weird for the, you know, the, I'm sorry, what podcast has never had like an intro. It just kind of like starts with me and I I feel like it needs some intro jams. So if you end up liking your theme song, that's how long your person, or if there's someone listening who's just like good at that. Just wants to do it. Just wants to do it. I'll pay get credit you a little bit. <laughs> just kidding. I would pay you. I'd pay for your work. I that don't think stressful. I know music as well as people. Like the problem is, and you're you, you actually know music, right? But there is a correlation. It's probably supposed to be true that if you're in radio, like you have good taste in music. And, um, that's just not the case for me. I, <laughs> I don't have that same, like when someone gives me the aux cord, I feel like my heart just falls into my ass crack and it's like out. Cause I get so nervous. Also, I have just anxiety about people not liking me because I'm a psychopath, but like I choosing people's music makes me so stressed. Unless we're driving together. Well, that's because I know what's up. I can put on the <laughs> high school musical three soundtrack and we're going to be bop, bop, bop into the top. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> Although that's from High School Musical one, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I, She's not I, uninformed, everybody. We know. Yeah, please. I literally listen to. High, I watched High School Musical one yesterday. As you should. 
Yeah. You know, we were talking about Glee the other day. I just want you guys to know that I brought Eli on to talk about Britney and we will get there, but there's a few, there's a few other things we have to hash out. We were talking about this on the phone yesterday about Glee TikTok. And I don't think I realized when I was watching, I just how bad Will Schuster is. Like, how did we not, did when you were watching the first time, were you like, this guy's a creep or did you realize later on in life? Like I did. It was for sure later, but I didn't understand like why. Here's a perfect example. First and foremost, and this is a very embarrassing to admit, but I, I thought he was hot when I first watched oh, no, it. Like when I first, oh, no, first same. watched it. Um, for sure. Now same. I'm like, eh, I don't really see it. But no, there was, totally. I would say like the first season had definitely already aired. Um, but there is this like, I want to say like Entertainment Weekly or some, maybe Rolling Stone, some magazine. And they did this spread and it was, um, it was thin. So it was uh, Chris, Corey Monty. That was a Chris Cole for Corey Monty. It was Lee Michelle. Literal, just RIP. I'm still a lot of the people on that show, honestly. Um, and then it was Lee Michelle. And then it was, I think it was Diana Agron who played Quinn. Mm-hmm. And it was like them on the set of a school, but it was very sexed up. And it was like, very oh, like yes, yes. yeah, very Britney Spears like baby one more time sort of thing. Like right, very sexy, right. but like schoolgirl kind of shit. And I remember people were so upset about it. And at that time I was like, shut the fuck up. This is so cool. Like right. this is so hot. Like it's a hot show. And now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, I know that they were adults, but like they were playing right like high schoolers. Like it's kind of creepy. No, totally. I think it's like the things that they say on that show. And I actually I don't know. What podcast? I just saw a clip of um, God. I can't remember either of the actors' names, but um, Tina and Artie. Oh, it's Jenna Ushkowitz and um, Kevin McHale. They have their own this podcast. Is why yeah. we, I, th- by the way, this is why our podcast was so great, or our show in general was. You always knew the names of shit that I didn't know, <laughs> and going back to the music part was like you know the facts that I don't have the fa- I don't have the knowledge of, and it's very helpful. Like this, I have is a lot of useless care. knowledge. <laughs> And I have no knowledge. I just, I just know how to give, I just know how to respond. So yes. I'm a responder, um, a first responder, if you would. Someone get me that vaccine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but uh, they were talking about like, it was a very short clip, but they were like, how, at what point did you give up on Glee? Mm-hmm. And they're like, cause everyone, I guess on the, at some point were like, God, I fucking hate this show. And it was funny. Cause I've heard Leah Michelle say similar. It was the, what, what does the Fox say? Yeah. That was bad. Or when they did the puppets. Th- that was her other one. She said, yeah. or the puppets. The puppets was the next one. It's okay it to is... end shows before they like suck. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, they, I also think that like there's parts of the final season that are like, okay. Um, and I know they had to take like a different turn because of Corey Monty passing, but like right. there is like a good season and a half right in the middle of that. They could have just like completely cut out and we never needed it to begin with. But I think the thing too is like, we've rewatched it a few times now. Like we, we watched it when we lived together and then like, yeah, but I not even, the like, final season. You guys just yeah, so you still know, seen it. we literally like when we lived together, I was like, I've never seen the final season of Glee. And then we were like, holy shit. So then we're like, okay, let's watch it obviously, but we'll watch it from the beginning and then get to the end. And before we could get to the end, I might dumbass moved to Oregon. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a lunatic, like a Gleek. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and we, I've been like rewatching bits and pieces of it recently. I will say some of the jokes are even funnier than I remember. Like, I right. think when I was watching it, I was very like, I was just, I was just a nerd. And I was just like, right. oh, like Sue Sylvester is so mean, but like her jokes are hilarious. Her oh jokes are she so 
funny. She's so good. And like, it's how they got away with the shit that they did because Mm -hmm. she would just like flat out call it out. So like, that's how they were able to get away with that comedy. But like, um, they were saying in this little art interview that I was watching that like, they're not sure how you would, how that show would have gone if it was released in 2021. Like it'd be canceled. Yeah, for sure. It'd be canceled on the air, but it would also be canceled, like canceled. Yeah. Over. Glee is over party. Glee is over party. I, it just cracks me up how much the hate Matthew Morrison gets is just like so insane to me. And then they had him play like the Grinch and everyone was freaking out. You know, I love that. It was bad. I did, did you watch it? We watched like, I want to say maybe 45 minutes of it. And it felt like we were watching it for five hours. It was so bad. Okay. So obviously speaking of Glee, like the, some of the best episodes were obviously the Britney episodes, right? It, like it's one of the best episodes that they've yeah. ever done. Uh, which uh, and wait, they did two, right? Or am I getting that wrong? They did do two. So they did the first one that had like Toxic, which is a great cover. Ugh. And then they did another one that was down the line. But I think the first one's the only one that actually had Britney on it. Oh my God, that's right. I forgot she was there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So yeah, so I, I made that really smooth transition for us over to Britney because I I literally like texted Eloy and I was like, I don't even think I can talk about this free Britney without you. Like I just, I literally, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to say. Like I, I, I didn't even know how, how to do it. We're, like, how do we even begin? Like this, I feel like we're back literally back on the radio show where we're like something sh- big shit happened. And we were yeah. like, how do we address this? Like, I mean, we can tell everyone what's happening. <laughs> well, I think the first and foremost, we should say that like, uh, whenever this was probably like 2006 or maybe seven chris crocker was right we should have left britney alone my dad was saying on twitter because you know my, you know my dad and his twitter he was like he loves it everybody's been talking about how they should have left that guy like listen to that guy back in the day and i i was like yeah i mean obviously it's so shitty to feel and we've talked about this obviously off off the mic but um <laughs> about how shitty it feels to have been to have participated in this shitty like feelings for Britney. Like that's, I, I have so much regret for not like having her back back then, you know? Yeah. Well, I th- so I think if, if it's okay, like I think that what we should do is for people who maybe like haven't seen it yet or maybe yeah. people who don't have like Hulu or whatever. Um, the gist is that in like, we know Britney Spears from when we were younger since we we're little kids. It's like, we remember right. how freaking huge she was and she was just, untouchable she was like a mega star and I think that's kind of an interesting point too that like you spend more time on TikTok than I do so you probably see Mm -hmm. more Gen Zers than I do but like a lot of people really might not know how massive she was she was everywhere everywhere and so the gist is that like you know she went through a lot obviously um she just kind of like was often shamed a bit. She was slut shamed very often. Oh um, God, she yeah. was with Justin Timberlake and they had a really bad breakup and there was rumors that she cheated on him and the media obviously sided with Justin and there was just a lot of things going on. She ended up getting married to Kevin Federline. They had two babies together and there's what people believe is that after she had her babies, the first or the second, I'm not sure that she had postpartum, which is very common. And yeah. it's like so sad that like, I think it's just a matter of the time because if, yeah. if a celebrity got postpartum now, everybody would be online in their corner rallying for them totally. being like, it's okay, it's so normal. Like you're fine. You're not broken. Like we understand, but it was just, it was just a different time. Yeah. Um, it's not and, what's up this t- these days. Yeah. 
And, you know, she had meltdowns after that. She shaved her head. She attacked the car with the umbrella. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like, for better or for worse, it lives down in infamy. You know, it's like an, it's a notorious moment because it just like, and like you said, like when we were younger, we weren't having the conversations that we are now about mental health. We weren't having no. the conversations. Like to us, it, we saw that and it was just pure crazy. And that it was nothing else. It went nowhere else. It was just crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it, she just went through a lot and she had to get into this conservatorship um, at the time because her dad and her family were worried about her finances and whether people that she was surrounding herself were using her for money. And she you know, might've been surrounding herself with negative people. I think at that time it sort of made sense. Right, um, And so she got in it, but it ended up going from temporary to permanent. And so over the past few years, I mean, she made more albums after that. She went on tour. She had a Vegas residency. Like a lot it of was crazy might- to see mm-hmm. what she did after. Cause when you're, when you hear about the free Britney movement and all these things, like m- me, myself thought, okay, this has been going on. Maybe the lap, maybe the Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. Like you don't realize that all those albums she did, uh, you know, how deep in we were like 27, 2007 was a long time ago, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, that was such an interesting part to think too. Like I saw her, but I saw her like, it was before Vegas, but it was after all of that. It was like, it was um, like hold it against me and like that kind of era, right. like we were in college. And yeah. so that's just, they, she did a lot. Um, I don't know if she was totally on board with all that she did after right. that, you know, whether it was just her management company, but she's basically in this really, really rigid conservatorship now where she has like no control over lots of things. She can't even drive without having permission. She can't get married. She can't have babies. She can't make music. She can't do anything without the consent of her dad. And now that, she, you know, she wanted to have this bank serve as the main conservator because she didn't want to get out of it. She just wanted it not to be held by her dad because there's yes. rumors that he may have like ulterior motives. And, um, well, he wasn't around in the beginning, right? Like he just shows up after 2007 when she has her very mega breakdown. And now all of a sudden he's back in the picture and he's like, of course he's going to come in. He sounded like he was a skis bag from the beginning. Right. And I, like I said, like, I think in the beginning, like good intentions or not, someone needed to step in, you know, someone needed to protect her because she probably was surrounding herself with bad people. But I also think that people should have just listened to her and try to get her some more help as opposed to like punishing her and making her think that she was a bad person. Um, But so now she's in this and then they actually just recently added the bank as a co-conservator. So Mm -hmm. her dad and the bank sort of manage her estate. But um, you brought up a really good point about like wishing that we had known better, you know? I'm not kidding when I say that, like, there's probably two people I can think of. And it was, one of them's Chris Crocker. And one of them was, like, a girl I went to high school with who was, like, really obsessed with Britney who, like, understood that right. there was probably something. Like, the way that the, our culture was treating her was really un- unfair and cruel. And, like, I would be lying if I said I didn't join in on the laughs and, you know, being, like, watching the 100%. train wreck happen. You know, it's just, it's shitty. But it's just, it really, truly is what it was. Yeah, and, like... So obviously, you know, Hulu puts out this documentary about it and, um, you know, which didn't come from Britney's camp. So, you know, it's the unauthorized or whatever, but Mm -hmm. some of the things that were so shocking to me watching it, one of the big ones was the interviews. And I think because, okay, for me personally, like one of my favorite parts of the job and one of the things I want to do with my whole life was interviews. Like that is my favorite part of, was my favorite part of radio definitely what I wanted to do. And I, in watching these other people, 
interview her and women interview her too and say such inappropriate things was so shocking. So like, for example, she's young on an interview and she's saying, and someone's asking her like about her boobs. Like they're literally, are just like, how big are your boobs? Or like, are you a virgin? It's just like these things. And like, these are things that really do happen all the time. Like Mm -hmm. if you watch, you know, the movie bombshell, you know, that shit really happens. So it's like, it's just so wild to think that like we were watching it though. So like think about things like bombshells, like that was happening within closed doors. Yeah. This interview with Britney Spears where they're literally like, are you a virgin was going off and it kind of spirals to me of like, it was weird how obsessed you were with the Jonas Brothers purity rings or like Miley Cyrus's sexual history. Like that is just so wild to me. And that's why I think that celebrity breakdowns happen because they're so, they're under so much scrutiny that at some point they're just like, whatever, I'm going to play into it. Yeah. I mean, I was, it's interesting that you say that the, you know, the bombshell reference to it today, I was just on Instagram and there was this, um, it was an ad for a singer that I like had heard about when I was like in high school and I was like, oh, I didn't know she was still making music. And one of the first pictures on her feed is a picture of Britney Spears. So I was like, okay, she must've watched the documentary recently, but she basically talks about how when she, cause this person, her name is Anjali. So she, she, I mean, she's not like mega famous or anything, but Mm -hmm. when she would go into meetings for uh, you know, with management teams and labels to, you know, sign a deal or to make music. Like she remembers people saying they would show like a label, like a head. I don't know who exactly who, but they right. would show someone who was in charge who can call the shots a picture of like a 16 year old singer or like, you know, an upcoming singer that they want to sign. And the question that they would ask was like, would you fuck her? And then <gasps> if it was a no, then they would throw away the picture and like toss the demo. And if it was a yes, Oh, and they would maybe pursue it. And it's like, you don't even, I mean, we, it's, it's that same example we were just talking about with Glee with like, when baby one more time came out, like as a kid, I didn't catch on the fact that, you know, her sexuality was being exploited. I mean, I know that she was in control and I know that it was like her song and it's a classic, but like, yes, of course. Yeah. As a kid, I was just like, this is just so cool. She's so much, she's so larger than life. This is awesome. Right. As an adult, it's like, that would, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting when they, I, I find the things that parents quote unquote latch onto like the interview that they do. So basically there's one where she's on and this mother, or I don't know if she was famous at the time or a Congresswoman or something said she was like, like the wife of like a mayor. Oh, is that who she was? And mm-hmm. she was like, if I could, I would like shoot Brittany. And it's just like, First of all, to me, that interview was so crazy on so many levels. Cause like one, you're breaking this news to Brittany live that someone wants to kill her. Yeah. Which is not a threat you should be taking very lightly, especially her. I'm, I'm sure, you know, being of literal no fame and having someone on my Instagram tell me to die. I can't imagine if you're actually famous, like those threats that you get all the time. And like, they're ser- like, it's, it happens. So yeah. like, it's scary. So like, it's kind of crazy to me that that, first of all, that that happened and people are so nuts, like about what, what's going to ruin their kids' lives. And it's like, yeah. um, probably you bitch, actually. Yeah. Like I would love to see where her fucking kids are now, actually. I'd be interested to look into it. When I totally didn't research this on my own, I actually heard this on another podcast, but like the craziest thing other than what that wife said is that when she made that comment, she was at a rally against domestic violence. No way. Yeah. Against like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, domestic violence, like violence in the home. What the fuck? What the fuck? And it's just, I mean, 
the, when they were ta- when they started talking about like her breast and stuff, like I remember like when I watched it, and I've seen those interviews like before the the documentary came out, but it just like really it really just clicked for me, you know, because right. I remember when I was a kid, like when we were little kids, I remember talking to people like in like fourth grade or fifth grade and everybody was like, yeah, Britney Spears got breast implants and like, she's a slut for that. And like, that's so gross. And like, you shouldn't alter your body. And it's so weird to see like the 180 that we've done now. Cause I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't give a damn. But like, yes, it it really just was of a certain time. One of my arguments that I've made, cause you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a strong advocate of the Kardashians. I used to get mm-hmm. in this fight in comms classes uh-huh. <laughs> and when Pete literally, like I remember Ed Bebout would be like, someone would talk shit about the Kardashians and he would just look at me. Like they knew I was going to rebuttal. Cause I, I stand by them. And one of the things I like is Kylie Jenner. And I know people will hate me for this, but she was just like, I'm going to post what I want to post on my social media. I'm going to get fixed what I want to get fixed. I'm going to do up what I want to do up. I'm going to be myself. Like I'm going to be me. And that shaped a generation below her to post what they wanted to post. And I don't give a fuck if you think that it's too sexualized. Maybe you should stop thinking about it sexually. How about you change your brain? Like, why is it that she, we go to the beach all the time in bikinis and no one says shit, but like, why can't she take a photo and like own her own body? Like people are going to talk, talk about her body anyway. So she wants to come out and say it like, come out and say it. And like, or if she wants, or Billie Eilish is allowed to dress the way she wants to dress. If she doesn't want to wear those things, she doesn't have to, like we get to make our decisions. And I think it's so shitty that people like Britney Spears had to literally go through this so that people like, you know, can can act the way they want to act now. And like, I think that's just, I am excited for Gen Z. Like, I mean, I'm not loving that they're hating on skinny jeans right now, but I'll get over (laughs) it. But like, I, I'm excited for that generation and that generation's kids, because they're a little bit more like they saw the mistakes of before. And now that all these documentaries are coming out about things of the past, I mean, fuck, I never, ever blame Justin Timberlake for the Super Bowl thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Because it was so presented so well. Like it was just like, oh, it was a wardrobe malfunction. And I think that like, well, to add on to like the Kardashian thing, like as a consumer of a lot of the seasons of their shows and like, even if I'm not watching the seasons, like I know what's going on with them, but I mean, I think that there are a number of valid criticisms to have against them, but I think that when, when, and that's fair, but like, I think that people, especially like when they would talk to us in college, like they would expect us to be like, yeah. And one of the issues is that they are quote unquote fake or they get plastic surgery or whatever. And it's like, no, no, like we need to get away from thinking that way about like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's like, first of all, everyone's going to be influenced by something, right? you know, it's, it's people can't be expected to hold your hand, your kid's hands. Like you can choose what you want them to be exposed to, but it's also just like, it's such a backwards way of thinking, but it's interesting that you brought up the Janet Jackson thing because like we talk about how there were certain things like the, we thought certain ways when we were younger. Yeah. And I feel like things happened in chunks because like there's, you know, Britney and like everybody's sort of laughing. I guess this was tech, this was after the Super Bowl, but like yeah. there was a Super Bowl. And when that happened, like I feel like that was somewhere in the ballpark of around the same time that like Christina Aguilera really stripped, you know? And mm-hmm. like I, we were, me and George were talking about that. Like I, growing up, I was team Christina all the way. Hell yeah. Um, She's my girl, you know, and and now I could take a step back and be like, yeah, we didn't have to pick sides anyways. They both were fucking awesome, and I love. They were amazing. Yes. 
Yes, um, that's you know. that's an interesting point too. Is there uh, when there's female artists? Taylor Swift talks about that in her documentary. Mm-hmm. Like they're always pen- Miley versus Selena. Yep. Miley Selena Demi, Miley Selena Demi Taylor, like that, like that. Growing up, it was like, or in sync, or it, it, I mean, it, it goes down in sync and Backstreet Boys too, but not as much because, like, who cares about men problems, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, that was such a big deal. Christina versus Britney, and it's like, I think they're different. I actually, uh, my friend Kim brought this up to me last night, and she was like, asked me who she, who I was on the more side of, and I said I don't think they're fair comparisons in my opinion. Yeah. I think Taylor, I, it's not Taylor, sorry. I think that Britney has the star power, but Christina has the voice, which is how I feel about Taylor Swift and Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. I feel like Taylor's got the star power, but Demi's a way, way better singer. Like, yeah. And I think it's just like, that's not fair to compare because they're all talented. They just have different strengths. And it's like, why are we judging them so hard for that? Yeah. And I mean, it's like, when we look back on that comparison too, it's like, there could not have been two more different stars i mean they other than the fact that when they were first presented to us yes they were in this cookie cutter sort of pop vehicle i understand that part but like once they got past like the first or second albums like they really kind of did their own things and that's why like when stripped came out from christina like that was very like oh and your sexuality and that like that's that i swear to god i know it's not like i'm being dramatic but like that really truly was my first like introduction to like owning your sexuality and feminism and things like that. And like understanding the double standards and stuff. Like she really put that into my little kid brain. And so like when the Janet Jackson thing happened, I was like, I don't, I didn't really blame either, I guess. Now I look back, I'm like, yeah, Justin should have taken some fucking heat for that. But like back then I was kind of just like, whatever, who cares? It was a tit. Like, why are we, why are we so worried? Like whatever. Um, And I think that that's kind of like the difference. Cause like by that point, conversations about Britney's boobs weren't really as interesting right it was her downfall it was like her mental health that we really started criticizing because we didn't catch up to that yet like we didn't we weren't there yet the bar had was so low yeah totally and I think it's interesting like um I didn't realize and they kind of talked about this a little bit in the documentary like I did not even realize that Janet Jackson's career took a tumble after that like I didn't, I think because at that time she wasn't our generation's singer. So Mm -hmm. like, we didn't really pay that much attention to her as a, for us, I think like she wasn't that big, like she was big, obviously she was popular in the same way Madonna was like, but to us, even though Madonna tried, (laughs) um, she still (laughs) was never going to be like Britney Spears to us. So I think I just didn't really notice. And that's such a bummer because you know, he did get away. It's, it was so interesting to see him as a villain because it's true. He was like, Brittany cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. And he like, you got a shout out to their fucking PR team on that one yeah. because there is not usually a situation in which the girl is the cheater. So it's yeah. like, it, it, like they really jumped in on that and it's shitty that he, you know, it's, it's shitty that happened. And I thought it was a, it, I guess you ha- he, there was nothing else for him to do besides apologize, but yeah. it, I felt like it was really strange. <laughs> it sucked. Well, and it's just, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like, you know, you and I love celebrity gossip and we, I'm never going to stop loving that kind of shit, you know? But yeah. I do think that I have changed in terms of what is interesting to me about yes. it now. You know what I mean? I still love a drama and I love, I love a feud. I love when something scandalous happens, you know, never forget when I woke you up when, Kim leaked the oh t- Taylor Swift video. I mean, how could you Icon- not, you know? Iconics. <laughs> Iconics. <laughs> Iconics. Um, but like the, like the idea, it's like people 
looking at Olivia Rodrigo now and being like, oh my God, who's driver's license about, you know, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like I know, but it really isn't, it's not that interesting to me, honestly. Like it, not in the way that it probably would have been for me when I was younger. And I think that there's just like, there's just certain details about celebrities' lives where it's like, honestly, whether Britney cheated on him or not, I don't, that's none of my business. I don't actually, I actually don't really care that much. And it's, and even if she did, I was saying this to George, like if she did, it's not, it's not enough reason for her to be completely shredded and turned oh. into trash, basically. Like, it, it, the, the crime did not fit the punishment at all. Well, not, not especially since I'm not saying that cheating should be normalized, obviously, but I'm just like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tell me you don't have a single friend that's cheated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you forgive them and you're just like, okay, I'm not saying I didn't kill anybody. You that I didn't cheat, but I'm just saying that like it happens <laughs> and we forgive people. So it's interesting like, pivot. <laughs> just saying it was not me. I didn't do it. I didn't get cheated on. Obviously I don't want to like, I'm causing my own gossip scandal here, but I'm just saying that like, it's not team Ashley. <laughs> hashtag team Ashley is trending. Um, no, it's just like, it's just an interesting kind of mode there. And I, I actually meant to ask you about this because I also felt like I took a major step back in the celebrity gossip world and definitely what I talk about specifically what changed me. And I know you, I know you're not a Swifty, but like her documentary that she did the Miss Americana one really I made watched me, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really made me rethink the way I talked about celebrity gossip. Cause like, obviously I too always and forever will love a good scandal. And I did, did dive into the Olivia Rodrigo situation, but I am not as into paparazzi photos or, mm-hmm who's leaving someone's house, like that, that whole part of it, like, I think that there's still a place for celebrity gossip, but I think it's, it doesn't need to be invasive. And it doesn't have, I mean, it's like, we really have to think you're so right. Like we know I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but like I actually did go through like a bit of a wave there because when she first came out, which is when we were in high school, I remember one, not liking country music. So I didn't, I already didn't listen as it was, but I also remember like once I became familiar with her songs like teardrops on my guitar and things like that I was just kind of like this is so stupid for her to write these songs about these boys and that was the narrative for, that was <laughs> right, the narrative right. for forever I mean that was yeah. the narrative like well past the time it should have been and it didn't even make any sense for me to feel that way because there was tons of artists who I listened to who wrote about heartbreak but it was just like it was easy to hate you know and yeah I think it like was, yeah so I easy. Felt, yeah, I felt that way for a long time. And I really do think that like around like the 1989 time and like when she started changing her views a bit, like I was like, oh, like I think that was a bit unfair of me. Like I, I think I don't, I don't need to hate on her that way. I think now like 2020 hindsight, we get to have different perspectives yeah. on, on situations how we used to felt. Like when I look at her now, I'm like, I don't really care for you. Like your music's not my thing. And I don't like love everything. I think the hype's a little too much. But what I will say is that it is completely like inefficient and not helpful to criticize someone because of what they're writing music about, especially when, and with, when it's in regards to guys, it's completely yeah. reductive to, to, to say that she was nothing but somebody who was like a crazy ex-girlfriend. It's so insensitive and right. so like demeaning. Um, and like, she should have ownership of her things. Like, yes. and it's, it, it, I really do think that like, unfortunately looking at someone like Britney Spears, like a lot of celebrities now know how to maneuver this a bit right. more because they're like I, I can't be 
yanked around like a rag doll like that. And Taylor almost had it. I mean, with Scooter Braun, like it almost happened that way. So yeah, I know. I'm, re- I'm loving the fact that she's re-recording her shit, by yeah. the way. For and no I mean, reason other than it's petty. And I love that. Like I just, it, I fucking love that. <laughs> it is, but it also totally sends the right message. And I think that yeah. like, like we talked about this before too. Like, I think if it were any other artist, I think people still might gravitate towards the original ones. And I mean, people right. are still going to do it no matter what, but because her fan base is so devoted and they've seen her struggle they're so much, crazy. like they know, like they're going to stream the hell out of the re-recorded versions more so than the old ones. So it's like anybody who gets the masters for those is probably not going to make as much as they thought they would. Um, no, totally yeah. not. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. The whole idea of, her writing about breakups. I actually was talking to Neil, really just exposing myself, but I was like, oh, I get what Taylor Swift was singing about. Like I've never really experienced heartbreak. And I was like, I get it now. And now I'm like, I wish I was talented enough to have this outlet. Like for me, like I'm going to get through this because I'm going to probably podcast about it or blog about it. Like that's my outlet. Like that's how I get things out. And like, you know, comes with the territory. If you're going to date a celebrity, your shit's going to get aired. But like, exactly. you know, I like, and it's so sad to me to think that like she, that was her outlet. And we were just like, no, fuck you. Like you don't yeah. get, and it's like yeah. every other, per, what you listen to a song. If you shuffled your, your, I almost said iPod. <laughs> if you shuffled <laughs> your iPhone right now. Remember, the one, remember the one you used to have to shake? Yes. I had the, I had the one that looks like a tampon. It was like, oh, yeah. like the skinny one that you couldn't see the iPod shuffle. had no shuffle. screen. Yeah. The IG, the OG IP, iPod shuffle. But anyways, like if you were to do that right now and you listen to three songs and you're going to tell me one of those is not written about, about a relationship or being yeah. in love, like that's, that's what the shit's about. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. And I think that I, it's, it's refreshing to talk to you obviously, cause we, love celebrity gossip so much and like we're just on the same page so i'm excited also like i keep saying i'm hyping up gen z but it's like their their stories are going to be a little bit different and we get to help shape that you know well you like they that generation definitely has the benefit of 2020 hindsight because they get to like now looking back for even for us people who grew up watching it and like we're literally there like even like it didn't click for us then but it definitely clicks for us now so now this generation gets to look at this type of thing and be like yeah that sucks and like we should never treat people that way ever again um you know I think that we kind of are like in the in the middle part of that like we're I mean I'm not saying we're not the reason by the way no totally we are getting this because (laughs) millennials so let's not like fucking act like they're the the best there I'm saying that like we fucking we're we're the ones doing the work and that's why we're having these realizations because our generation talks about mental health because our generation is willing to look at it and like the generation before us like we're willing to literally look at our mistakes and be like oh fuck we treated Britney wrong and just stare at it in the mirror and be like yeah that was uh, it was ugly it was very ugly of us um, I was going to read to you the, a couple of things like, so like we talked about Justin's apology. Yes. Um, and then I was going to also going to read something else to you regarding Brittany, yeah. but see, you um, did your research. I, I, I was like, you. I gotta have these tabs open. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for anybody who hasn't seen, are you cool with me reading it? Is that cool? Yeah, obviously this is our okay, show now. I didn't want to hijack. Right. Right. Um, Everybody's <laughs> coming back, baby. <laughs> um, so people 
who have not seen his apology, he basically said, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I'm deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. Um, he said, I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. Um, he said he felt compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserved better and because it was part of a larger conversation about like a system that he benefited from that condones misogyny and racism. Hmm. Um, he says he's not been perfect in navigating all of it throughout his career. And he knows the apology is a first step. Um, but that's like basically the gist of what he said. I kind of don't hate it. I don't hate it as much. It was weird to me that he was like, at the time when I read it, I was like, it's weird to me that he's apologizing, but I actually, I don't think I read the last part. And I think hmm. him saying like, this is why I'm saying it now is like, I, the it is true though the only option is to apologize and this does remind yeah. me of something i want to sneak in here the one thing i will never defend the kardashians on is their cultural appropriation so i just yeah. want people to know that i don't always have their back <laughs> and i my eyes are being opened and i'm seeing that so like i just want you guys like don't hate me i like i still like that shit sucks but like but that's also why i said too like i i mean i i love them in the sense that like can't turn your eyes away I mean it's always been they've always yeah. been so entertaining to watch but like they have had serious missteps and so that's that's why I think there are valid criti criticisms but um not for the reasons that people like not for the low-hanging fruit like their plastic yeah. surgery I don't care about that um yeah. I think with Justin's yeah. apology I feel like well I don't feel like he wrote it um <laughs> fair I don't think he wrote it but <laughs> I think Alba probably wrote it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good deal <laughs> I was like, hmm, maybe. It's still Kevin Jessica Alba. We don't know. They could be friends. 100%. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think his manager or PR person probably wrote it. But I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. There's no way he was going to be able to have this scathing documentary come out that right. everybody was talking about and, um, and, and not address it. But yeah. it's interesting because did you hear that there is another documentary on the way? No, I didn't. So there is a new documentary about Britney Spears that Netflix is working on, which is kind of interesting because- That's kind um, of like the fire Festival exactly, shit again. <laughs> exactly. And I, I was telling <laughs> during our shower, I was asking George, I was like, do you think it's because like, because if I remember correctly, Netflix put out the fire Festival documentary first and then Hulu yeah. put out theirs. And like, I do think that there was different, um, uh, I do think that there was different like content in each, but I think that Netflix probably was kind of just like, all right, well, we're going to get on this too. Cause we, you know, we want to have some fun also, oh, but yeah, they said it's going to be put up together by this filmmaker named Aaron Lee Carr, um, who's done true crime documentaries and it's going to be about, um, you know, Britney Spears being held against her will sort of, um, I don't know. I hope they said that the documentary has been in the works like since before the new one premiered. So not before it, but since before right. it premiered, I just hope it's not like, exploitative i don't know it just seems kind of it's uh, like yeah. like it's taking advantage of now everyone's talking about it um i'll probably still watch it though i know obviously well we have to compare we'll do another episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we, but um free yeah. britney free britney and I, I mean it's interesting um just how you know she she is so iconic and she was she was so important and it's sad to see someone who was so we hiked her up so hard and still do like, you know, as, as we should. And it's yeah. crazy to think that, that she's been having such a tough life this whole time. And we've just been like, 
had no idea. So I'm yeah. glad this is coming out. And yeah, obviously like, yeah, free, free fucking Britney, you guys. Like, Jesus Christ. I can't It's even Britney, believe- bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I'm just, I'm just so glad you came on to do this with me because I was like, there's so much to go over. Obviously, you knew I wasn't going to have my facts straight, which is why I need my fact <laughs> checker. Like, I, you know, there were so many just interesting things in that documentary that I really hope that people, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Um, That's great. If you don't have Hulu, call someone. Yes, I mean, borrow a friend's login. See, if go you can on find it Tinder or Bumble and just put in your profile like need Hulu login for Britney documentary yeah. and just see what kind of like strange people you get, you know? Be like, we'll trade nudes for Hulu login. Well, yeah, definitely we'll trade nudes. <laughs> for sure would trade nudes for that. I've, I've done it for less, so I, I absolutely uh, would do it for a login. Yeah, I actually have never done a nude, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm above it or wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just saying no one's asked for one. <laughs> like, hey. No one's asked yet, so <laughs> um, my phone number is, which is but make sure you leave your face out of it, people. That's what we taught. That's another yes. thing we taught the lower generation, okay? And Learn if you have tattoos, mistakes. try to keep it out of it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that time I got a dick pic and I was like so horribly uncomfortable? And yeah. Like, yeah. I'll never forget that. I, I wish I could, but I really can't. Now my dad's turned off the podcast. But he's like, I'm, I'm out of here, you nasty. He's like, you know what? We're done. We're done. But okay. He's like, you could have just asked for the hula login, okay? <laughs> He's like, I have it. Okay. It's so, <laughs> I know, I know. There's so much to say about having to move on from someone you've been stealing their passwords from for years. You know what I mean? So that's you know. a teaser for, for a big episode. Um, that will come. <laughs> the truth is coming. Another episode, another time. I just love to think that I'm so famous that everybody would want to know like the intimate details of like my life. People you know? are on pins and needles. I, f- I feel like I teased it really well. If you haven't seen my thirst trap, please go look at it. <laughs> We've, we have, re- as you know, we have received text messages. Yep. Like text, mes- text messages that you aren't in asking us if we're in the know. And I'm like, you're going to have to listen to Ashley Six podcast. You bitch. know what's so funny is Kim told me yesterday that that happened to her too. That someone was like, hey, what's up? So it's juicy. I am famous. This is my dream. I, I, all I need to do is go through like some fucking horrible ass shit. And now I'm like, hi, it's real. Hopefully the media doesn't tear you down too. But yeah, we're going to get. I know. I'm, I'm at the gener- Gen Z. I've been hyping you fucking up. So don't let me down on this. Yes. You have to drop the skinny jeans thing. You guys, I, you guys, I've been trying to lose weight so that I can fit into them again. Like, let me have this. I know. I know. I know. I hear you. I hear you. But okay, we are running out of time here um, only because I'll have to edit it and you know, I get lazy. Yeah, but yeah. yes, thank you a hundred times. Go like tell the people where to find you. They should know, but tell them. Oh my goodness. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Eloy on air, E-L-O-Y-O-N-A-I-R. Um, I still have it like in my brain from doing radio. So it, I'll course, forget it. I'll course. forget it in no time. Um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. You can uh, friend me on Facebook, Eloy Kamacha Panowski. Uh, we're yeah. on what's that thing we joined house what is that oh yeah so we both are on um clubhouse clubhouse yep yep what's i don't know handle? how it works yet i think it's just ashley sleek and then mine's eloy on air and my i'm also eloy on air on tiktok i don't i don't know how to i'm old i need tiktok's I need, where i'm spreading my tea actually i need so. pointers i need help so um yeah 
I like, I just am treating it like Instagram story, to be honest. And you well, know what? I have a video that has 1500 views and two likes. Like people don't like me. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a video that you did it. and I've been meaning to get to it. Um, you did that challenge where you like read the copy. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to do it so bad before it like goes out of like style. So no, I'm, you I'm, should definitely maybe I'll do, do that it. next. Yeah. What did you think it was good? Because I, I really, did. I really resisted posting it. I was so nervous. I was like, this no, can suck. And you know what I think is so fun about that too is like, obviously it's something anyone can do, but I think people who don't, who aren't used to reading copy will do something like that and be like, oh, this is actually, it's not as easy as it looks. No, doing a commercial is is There is a method. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was like, you, you can't just talk about a medical pill super fast and it's like the easiest thing in the world. Just saying. No, it's not easy. No. It's not. It's not. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I always love to have you. Of course, you're always welcome. I can't wait for your launch. And then all of like these amazing listeners will be your listeners. And then like, you know, we'll just have an army and they'll hype us up. And then if someone tries to cancel us, they will like defend us. Then our documentary will come out. And then some people in our lives will be canceled. I don't know who the Justin Timberlake of our lives are, but they're in trouble. Watch back. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, but um, thank you all for listening, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And um, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>